We are live. This is TFP, the fans' perspective with Charlie Tricks, Remy Say, and John Boo. What the? F- Eric, Eric, oh, Eric. yeah. In the building, Saturday. Funky. This Rhapsody, everybody, Oprah. Yes, sir. Look it up. You know I'm what we're here to do? Oh. I haven't heard Rhapsody in a minute. Yeah. The intros have been going smooth. Oh, yeah. Everything I say is everything I really want. Got it for the free, though, if it wasn't what I really bought. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. You know what it is. This is the fans' perspective. I am your host, Charlie Tricks, and I'm here with my brother, Remy Say. What's good, everybody? And we got my man. It's your boy, John Boone. What's happening, people? John Busy Boone's in the building. And this week, we're bringing to you my boys in the house. Introduce yourself, brother. Mr. LJ in the building. Ooh. DJ, Mr. DJ LJ, LJ, also known, a.k.a. Bass Face Ooh. from Shallow Waters, the original producer. Oh, nah. shit. What's Ooh. up? Yeah, Yo. man. I just want to say something real quick. Like, I'm sitting across the table from the two dudes that I grew up with looking up to that made me be driven to want to do some shit like this, anything like this. Right so on. shout out to y'all two motherfuckers. But he said the original producer. The so original. Mm-hmm. I know there was another one. <laughs> the other producer probably, they never made it. They didn't make it. Probably never mm-hmm. big with they him. Got, like that guy, he got fired. He would have been, been big. Didn't have the success that we had. <laughs> Dismissed. We would have... Oh, I lost my thing. Where was it? Ooh. Oh, uh-oh. Don't oh, lose it. We had the soundbite. Damn it, I lost the soundbite. Well, whatever. <laughs> it was going to go good at that moment. But anyway. Oh, wait. Here it is. Rewind. Here we go. John. Boom. boom. All right, go. Hold on. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yo, it's a beautiful day. Um, Saturday. More beautiful the- than it should be. We're in January 2020. The first episode of TFP for this year was a huge success. We felt comfortable and good with the episode. And lo and behold, the plays were more than what we've ever had before in the past. So shout out to everyone who's yes, turning in. Shout to out the to the Kali. Yes, sir. Yo, hey. you dig. John, you awfully quiet. What are you doing over? Oh there? no, no, I'm just getting ready to launch off. You know, we just we came in. Up. Do you need a shot? I'm getting or something? no, no. I'm getting ready for you to do your walk arounds. Ask me, yo, John, oh. boom. How's your Saturday going? Because uh. you know what I'm saying. So, yo, you know, we in the building. All right, you know what, John, Saba, boom. No. Today the weather was insane. Beautiful. Yes. We're in January. Weather was like t-shirt weather. And Six sunny. to nine degrees all day. Tell wow. me. What's going on with you on this fine Saturday? Yo, what's popping, people? You know, we getting ready to launch off our 42nd episode of TFP. You know, the 41st episode was great. You know what I'm saying? Coming off a freshly Asian massage, your boy, John Boom. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? We are here chilling, drinking, loving it, smoking it. 
Uh, let me say, uh, what's going on with you with the Saturday? Yes, not much, man. Uh, I got pretty blasted last night. It was a good time. I had a lot of oysters at Big E's. Oh, shout out to Big E's, man, out. to the Raw Bar. And I just had a little bit of Samurai Sushi. I want to shout out to these little local spots. They're really yeah. delicious. Check them out. business, everybody. For sure. Uh, and it's been a good It's been a good week. We got a lot of love. Like, I've been getting feedback from a lot of people, and we love that. So, everybody... If you like the podcast, if you hear something, if you want to talk, if you want us to talk about something, hit us up, man. Yeah. Well, we give you the handles. You know where you can reach me at Charlie Tricks on all pretty much all forums. Look up the fans' perspective on Facebook. You can hit us up with a message there. Um, and basically, we'll be coming to uh, Instagram near you soon. Yes, sir. Soon, like next week. Soon, you can get us individually. J, uh, what's your handle? Uh, mine is J H A N underscore B O O M. That's John Boom. Everywhere you could Google me, download my album, all that shit. I'm even on you porn if you need me. I'm everywhere. I'm in Pornhub. <laughs> Uh, Remy, say, throw him your handle. J4Remy, that's J, the number four, and R-E-M-I. And you can find me on Twitter mainly, Instagram yes, too, yes. And, and Facebook, Remy Say. There you go. And, yes. uh, of course, Lou, thanks for coming through mm, on the show. Yes, we sir. appreciate having you here. You want to shout out your handle where people can find you? Yeah, you can catch me at Mr. LJ5847 on Instagram. Okay. There you go. Catch me there. If you have any questions about the show, I'll answer them. You know, you know. You know. And he's killing it, spinning. At uh, spinning. Yo, Lou, how, so you yeah, I'm a world famous DJ. Yep. Oof. You were spinning last night at Tommy's? Big yeah, time. No, I was supposed to be, and then I got there, and there was a band setting up. Oh, where? So I was thinking, like, well, if you're there, where am I going to go? <laughs> yeah. And then they say, well, oh, we didn't tell you. So I had to call my wife to come and pick me up. Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, fuck that band. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm grateful to be working, but I was, I was okay with going home. Yeah. That's cool. Catch a little break. Yo, so I feel like we got a lot of topics this week. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it. Get into um, it. Remy, are you ready to set it off? Because this first story wild. is pretty wild. Last episode, we titled Killer Cats. And bougie aliens. Yes, sir. Coincidentally, this episode, we're back to another killing ass animal. Yeah, so this sounds crazy. This sounds like a, the onion headline, but it's from military.com. We're talking about killer communist dolphins. Oh, killer ran- communist dolphins. Yeah, if you'd like to look it up on military.com, the headline is Iran may have a fleet. Of communist killer dolphin. Ooh, <laughs> flipper. <laughs> flipper is flipping now. So flipper. Let me... <laughs> 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 oh man. So check it. In 2000, this is straight from the article. The Islamic Republic acquired a number of dolphins from Russia, one specially trained to attack enemy ships. According to the BBC. What? The dolphins had originally been trained by the Soviet Union, and when funding for the project ran out, the dolphins were acquired by their former trainer, who moved them to a dolphinarium. But public interest waned, and their caretaker was forced to sell them when he ran out of food. And where they wound up was Iran. So in since there's all this drama with Iran, I guess Military.com is popping it off, but these dolphins were trained... To uh, basically fire a harpoon off their backs and to be suicide bombers onto ships, they can attack a ship. What? <laughs> we got we got dolphin calls. This is 
the craziest shit I've ever heard of. And the funny thing is, this isn't the first time I saw this story. I just didn't realize that the uh, Soviet Union's dolphins were moved over to Iran now. And now they have killer dolphins. What? But listen, dolphins are way too intelligent. You hear that dolphin's letting you know, I'm coming. You know, they, they're they an intelligent animal. You train them to kill. Jesus yeah. Christ. They're mammals. Right. They got intelligence. They out there fucking in meetings on the water, getting ready to attack, <laughs> they bro. Run, they don't go dolo. <laughs> they run in squads. You know, deep. They're ready to go to war. So, ladies and gentlemen, next time you see a fleet of dolphins and, you know, you want to take pictures of them, notice they back because they might be strapped with bombs. They, <laughs> they, might be mission. <laughs> they might be taking pictures of you. You know. <laughs> they might be doing surveillance. <laughs> yeah, Yo, yeah. you know what? It's funny. I, sorry, I had to step away from the mic for a second, but I'm back. Yeah, dude. But um, this story is hilarious. So let's get into the realistic shit about it, right? Imagine, maybe this is unrealistic. Imagine the dolphins are really trained to do that. So they're going to swim up to U.S., you know, destroyer ships. All friendly. And then what are they, suicide dolphins? Suicide mm-hmm. dolphins, yeah. That, that is one of the aspects, one of the things they can do. And they're just blowing shit up. They How are do you highly defend trained. against that? You can't you defend can't. against that. It's brilliant. It's going to be sushi dolphin all over this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what's found. The trainer, they quote the trainer a shitload in the article, and it sounds like he really cared about these dolphins, but man, I wouldn't teach my dolphins to be suicide bombers if I... Well, um, you know, respect to the guy for being really smart at training dolphins. Yeah, right up. Taught them the art of war. For sure. Dolphins, (laughs) dolphins, (laughs) the art of war. That's some shit. Yo, listen, let's move this right along. There's another story that I wanted to touch on. Yes, sir. And this may be a little controversial. Shit. I got another parent here, lose a father, so he'll he'll be able to talk mm-hmm. on this. But I'm a stepdad CBS too. released a story. <laughs> CBS released a story about Iceland um essentially eradicating Down syndrome from their population. Okay. And they did this by aborting potential children being born with Down syndrome. Mm. So, what, so long story short, is that um, the tests to test for Down syndrome have made Mm. huge advancements. In Iceland, they everybody's covered over there. It's one of those countries where they have health coverage, not like the fucking US. Mm And part of that is getting tested. Your child gets tested whether they have any issues beforehand. And when a child says positive for Down syndrome, the parents are informed and they have the option at that point to terminate. And in Iceland, this is common practice and has been such for so long that they've now their numbers of Down, children born with Down syndrome have uh, reduced dramatically. Now, the story from... CBS is a little twisted. They're stating uh, numbers as high as 100%, no Down syndrome, which is false. They're also stating that it's there's some segments stating, talking about mandatory termination if the kids with Down syndrome. Not that true. is also not true. So the bottom line, what is true, if the child is detected to have Down syndrome, the parents are informed, and they have the option at that time up to... 16 weeks, I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, to abort. Now, this is controversial for a lot of reasons in the U.S. Shit. 
we're at the point of trying to take away women's rights altogether to control their own body. Doesn't matter what's going to happen. But I don't know. How do you feel about that? Lou, how do you feel about that aborting, you know, this situation for abortion? I mean, a parent is informed, hey, your kid is. And let me just add this. They aren't usually just informed of, hey, your kid's slightly on the spectrum. They are informed like, hey, your kid is heavy. Like Thunder, Thunder Tropic with like full. <laughs> yeah, you went full retard. <laughs> or, or now full <laughs> retard. So what do you feel Simple about jazz. that as a parent pulling the plug <laughs> on that situation? I'm going to go. I'm going to go for it. As long as the government ain't making you do it. <clears throat> and, you know, you just you, you tell yourself, I'm not I'm not the one to take care of this child. I mean, you could be doing more harm to the kid. Yeah, there's challenges involved, right? You know, it's like when somebody comes to me and says, I don't have kids, I don't want to have kids. Mm -hmm. People get crazy for those people, but I'm like, okay, as long as you know you don't want to have kids, I can respect that. And this this person knows I don't want to raise a kid Mm -hmm. with Down syndrome. Well, that's even worse, right? Now, but, 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 you know, then there's that other part, right? The, the one we spoke about earlier. Yeah, when we got that one all star. Like how many of those are we getting rid of? Right? The one yeah. Mozart. We, we might the, find. Uh, right. What is it? There's a word for it. There's a phrase for it. Uh, savant. Savant. And yeah, an idiot savant. Which I don't. Yeah, that's the phrase that I was thinking. But that's what they foul. say. That's how they say it. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but don't yeah. label me. You know, like to me, the bugged out part was reading the quotes from the doctors in Iceland and how they look at. Uh, when they see that test, they don't look at it like this is a this is a life, and we're gonna take a life. They're like, well, yeah, your this name. is eventually going to be something, but you know, you get a choice now because it's not that yet. And they just go with the science. They're very scientifically minded, and okay. apparently, the culture there is like, yeah, no, nah, no big deal. Well, let's ask the question, okay? Let's not now. Let's we not have a we have challenge. a country. Which has effectively a very low percentage of children born with Down syndrome. Extremely low. I mean like 1%. Like they're super low. What's the dominant religion there? <laughs> Is there? That's a good yeah, question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're just cold. Maybe they're yeah. just cold. <laughs> yeah, right? they, we got enough to deal got with. Got it's cold. Norse religions going, man. They're like your Thor. Hook me First up name with Ice. Heat. Last name Land. That's where I'm from. <laughs> Uh, Sounds like the same people that was trying to kill Dracula that were running shit over there <laughs> from that church. Yo, All right, so it says, according to Google, most Icelanders, 80% are members of the Lutheran State Church. Oh, okay. go, and that's why it's a go. Another 5% are registered uh, as Christian in Christian denominations. And I. Let's see. The population seems pretty low as of 2015. So basically, you'll see as the population goes up in Christianity, the abortion rate will go up. I mean, the the, the, uh, Down syndrome rate will go up. It's fucked up. That's true. I mean, that is true. But but, uh, here's the thing. Now that you bring in religion into it, do you think religion fucks things up or makes it better? Sorry, let me say that for the PG listeners. Do you think religion is messing things up or not? Because I feel like every time we insert religion into decision making, this becomes a problem. Okay, it fucks things up. There becomes an issue like, okay, these parents 
got informed that their kid has severe Down syndrome. They don't want to have a life like that. They don't want to live that way. He's this thing demon. is still a blood clot, you know, squirt thingy. Loogie. It looks like a loogie. And they want to get rid of it and try again. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with that. And I see something wrong with people trying to push their beliefs on that family who doesn't believe in your shit. So let's put it this way. If it was only based in a Muslim belief, that would be like people would flip out at the opposite end of it. Because if it's if it's Muslim belief, then it's Sharia law. But when we're basing it on Christian values, then it's just like, oh, well, that's how it should be. It's morality. So that's my problem with it. But I also growing up here where there's like a certain culture going on. I've seen the articles about, like, girl with Down syndrome determined to become a model. And it's like, I super respect that. I'm sharing that and I'm supporting it. And at the same time, I'm also like, well, you find out at a certain point that your kid could have Down syndrome. There's definitely more challenges they're facing. There's definitely more challenges that you are facing as a parent and certain issues. You should have that choice. This isn't my place to step into your life and make a decision for you. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the key to me. And isn't that kind of what religion does? I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but isn't it like my religious moral beliefs are better than your stupid secular beliefs? So, therefore, you shouldn't be able to make that decision. God makes that decision for you. And by God, I mean me. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. By God, I mean me. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> because what? There's somebody down, there's somebody upstairs who believes in the same thing that thinks you're an asshole for thinking that. Right. So it's like it's just how you interpreted the fucking book. Yup, yeah, exactly. yup. Don't take me down this road. In the same <laughs> book, doing it on purpose. There's rules in some of the, in some of those early books that none of us follow. You know, there's shit about eating shellfish. Get out of here. I just had some sushi, so <laughs> I'm going to hell. Shit. All right, you know what? This issue is crazy. Ladies and crazy. gentlemen, you hear it. Iceland gives the option to abort kids with Down syndrome. They have a very low percent of kids born with it because most people opt for that. Actually, a lot of the kids born with it are people who were missed. They were so low on the spectrum. That's, they didn't come up. Yep, that's what so the even in say. those cases where they were born with it, it was such a minute case that it's not really that big of a deal. And considering the anti-vax movement in New York, uh, New York in, in the States, basically in, in all of the States, um, about an- vaccines causing autism, this seems like something Americans should think about. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Hit us up at the fans perspective network at <laughs> gmail.com. It's long on purpose. Mm-hmm. So we know you really want to talk to us. You can. You could also find us on Facebook. You got to be really pissed off. Show. Perspective. Uh-huh. Oh, one but word. Let's switch this up. Um, Johnny, you had a real interesting uh, yeah. topic, which also involves New Jersey. Yes, sir. So, you know, we're bringing it all the way back local, baby. Home. So bringing it home. So check it out, people. Newark. Sues New York City for uh, over a homeless program that demands some type of changes. Now, check it out. A major change is coming to a controversial New York City program that relocates homeless families um, after a lawsuit filed by the New York City officials. Uh, the special one time assistance, aka the SOTA program, allows New York City officials to relocate members of the homeless population across the Hudson River into apartments in New Jersey cities. Now, New York City officials pay landlords a year's worth of rent up front, 
but the people were often placed into substandard or or unsafe homes. What that includes is no heat, you know what I'm saying? Shitty shelters, um, shitty apartment buildings. And at the end of the day, if you're going to give someone that type of lifestyle, you should might as well just leave him on the street. Uh, New York is having a very big issue with that, which is the reason they're suing New York. Now, from my perspective, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to develop a program like this, you know, you want to go 100% with it. So why would you take someone off the street and put them into a place that is unsafe? You know what I'm saying? What do you, you guys think about that, man? I think that's the illusion of doing something. It's like a safe house. It's like, like a, a it's halfway bullshit. house. So now we talked it's, about... Uh, sounds like a run-down halfway yes. house, though. Like well, a really bad halfway here's house. Here's the thing. Last week we talked about how Finland is damn near eradicating homelessness by giving homes and a social worker to help exactly. with a homeless people. And when they do this, the rate of people that wind up being homeless again drops dramatically, right? But you can't take a program like that and then just be like, we'll put them in this shitty place with a landlord who doesn't give a fuck and they've got no heat. They've got the fucking nothing works in the building Mm -hmm. and then expect these people to not wind up in the same mess. So what you're basically doing is creating the illusion of matching a program like that and then being cheap about it and then saying this doesn't work, which is, I think, that's behind a lot of failed programs in this country. Yeah, but, at the, you know, to play devil's advocate, you know, mm. when you're sleeping in a box. Yeah, true. And then they just give, a, give you a roof. Yeah. I mean... What are the homeless people saying about the program? That's, That's the true. question. That's what, are, what are they saying? What are, are they? Are they like I love it? You know? No. Well, the homeless, the homeless people at the at the moment have no say in it. You know what I'm saying? They well, just they just see what they see is they do see comfort out of being out on the street, but the people that are, are that are behind that are running this SOTA program are just like yo, like. Take this ain't right. Like you know what I'm saying? Up. Like this, this ain't right at all. If you're gonna, if you're gonna take someone off the street, might as well give them that. You know, give them a you social worker. Don't tell them that they are a failure because they couldn't make this work when you gave them the most minuscule support you possibly could. Give them a real chance. That's, I think that's what Finland shows in Utah. They're working on something and they're expanding it to try and do this. And here's the crazy part. If you spend that money ahead of time to put them in a uh, place and get them the support, it actually is cheaper for the uh, state on the long term because they don't wind up in the emergency room. They have, you know, there's well, a I lot think, less issues what, that happen. I think it what Lewis is saying is like, but if what, we talk how do they to feel? the person who got pulled out of the cardboard box and put into an apartment that happens to be a little cold with no heat, maybe the running water's bad, Mm -hmm. but they're not sleeping on the street. How do they feel about it personally? Absolutely. So that's something to take into consideration. And the other thing is we're talking about, you know, your comparison is uh, Finland. Yeah. I don't know what their homeless rate is, but New York is New York. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, I said I'm stepping over these people. Yeah, you're stepping over them. Yeah. And and what's the other one, Wisconsin? Uh, Utah. Utah. I mean, they're all Mormons. They always got somewhere to go. They're homeless because they left that crazy fucking Mormon shit. That's why they're homeless. That's probably like, true. I'd rather I'd rather live on the streets than, than go to this fucking Chastised. church. The spaghetti rock, pasta fry monster in the sky. And um and one more and one more thing I want to add to that. Um, you know, me myself, I work I work in Pasig, New Jersey. 
So the government of Passaic, he built right on, on the street that leads to my job. It's called the Passaic Dignity House. So what they, what they do is now during the winter when it's really cold out, all the homeless from Passaic, they get to go there, sleep, get a meal, you know, and then in the morning time they can go out and do their thing. And then at the end of the night, they can come back. Now, they, him, they funded this all through Passaic. So my thing is, why can't New York get together and instead of fucking throwing them to us? Richest city in the world. Well, I do can, do I their own couple, thing with that. I'll give you a couple of things just to state about New York. And we talked, we touched on this last week, is that there are facilities like this. They've tried programs is, like this. A, New York has such a large population that those facilities can't house everyone. So, for example, the one on 168th Armory, mm-hmm. if you get there by a certain time, the beds fill up. So they try to make it in, but if you mm-hmm. get there too late, you don't get a bed. Then you're stuck. And then if you're lucky, maybe the NYPD lets you sleep on a, a vacant a subway car. car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're lucky, otherwise you're stuck out on the street. And the people who do get in, it's not always the best situation because it's a giant gymnasium full of beds. Right. There's yep. a lot of foul people in there, and you got to watch stuff. So it it swings a lot of ways. Now and for the also- people complaining about the situation and circumstances. The only thing I will say is, honestly, big up to those people because those are the people who cry to make things better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a needed thing. Yes, we took them off the street. We gave them an apartment, but the apartment's freezing. Let's get some fucking heat going. Yeah. Let's it. get some running water. You know, so some I'm not going to hate on those man. people, but the people who want to get mad at this, I don't think they get the fact that those people appreciate that you took them off the street. Yeah. But they are looking for a little bit better treatment and they think we could provide that. That's what I'm saying is if you're like, don't take a program like this, do the bare minimum and then try to review. Like I'm, I'm big on looking at how programs like this work and what happens, but then they'll say, this is not an effective program. It doesn't help the homeless as much as it should. It's a waste of money. And let's kill the program. Instead of saying, if we put a little more money into this program, then they'll have the right, uh, you know, situation where they can actually have a shot yeah. because you're doing so little in this circumstance that this isn't giving them as much of a, this isn't really giving them that shot that they need. Right on. Some, right some on. people so, just downright don't want to help anybody. Yeah. So, so like looking at Utah as my example with Utah, they found that they were able to stagnate homelessness rates at a time when homelessness rates are going up nationally. That's a success. But for a lot of them, it's a disappointment because it's not reducing homelessness rate. So what they did, instead of being like, let's just dead this program, it doesn't work, is they built more places and more options for these people. So they're expanding it to see if by expanding it, that little bit of success can become more success. And what we're seeing with this case is instead they're saying, how can we cut corners? This isn't caring. This is doing the least, bro. So I, I would like to see surveys for those homeless people. I definitely think their voice should be involved yeah, in the process. I want to know what they're saying because you know what? You know, you go to India, like, you know, that movie Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. Whatever? That's yeah. real shit. The yeah. way they live. Yeah. Yo, crazy. And, and they, you know, those people would love to live in Manhattan box. Yeah. You know what I'm mean, saying? That would be an up, that would, that would be an upgrade yep. to live in a box. You know what I'm saying? So for those homeless people to move to somewhere where maybe no... Look, I'm not. I wish everybody had electricity. Everybody, had, I wish that. Yeah, that's just not how it works. 
But I'm just saying, right you know, now American, <clears throat> playing devil's advocate to that, for the American standard of living, we're the richest country in the world. Right. We yep. should be able to do this. Hell yeah, yeah without a problem. We have like more this. wealth than anybody. Maybe, we gotta, yeah. maybe they got to stop paying the fucking landlords a whole year's worth of rent. Maybe they should cut it down and well, give them six months up front and then another six months after. Maybe yeah. they should be monitoring right. the landlords and, you know, make sure that the conditions are proper instead Hell of yeah. just being like, here's a year's worth yeah. of... I like what John said. Like, you know, give them six months. And if after six months we evaluate and, and, and shit is all, you know, up to par, the heat's on everything, yeah. maybe the other six months. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. So um, reward slash consequence mm -hmm. for the subsidies provided. Yep. Incentives. Mm -hmm. like, right? Life incentives, is about incentives. But also consequences. Yeah. Right? consequences. But it comes down to looking like you're doing something. Yeah. And it's... And you, and you fool some people... Because, yep. you know, those people, they like, yeah, exactly. look, we're doing something. We're doing something. But then we're the people trying. who know. Yeah, it's, it's the like, illusion. Right. Well, I feel like we're, we trying. can go on on this topic for the whole fucking hour, but we're going to switch right. it up. All when right? I'm dropping a deuce, I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah. you know? How is that affecting the world? Yeah, exactly. 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 Well, you know what? Uh, speaking of being a parent, Lou, you had an interesting topic when you came in. I don't know if you care to touch on it, but... You want to bring it to the surface? I will talk about Barbies. Yes. Nasty Barbies. Yeah, so so my son, who's going to be four in March, very smart kid. Parents, listen. Amazing kid. He uh, he wanted cool. he wanted a lot of things. He put a lot of things on his list. You know, PJ Masks, a lot of cool, you know, some uh, Osmo, some iPad game or something like that. But he also wanted the Barbie Dream House. Which is what's on every other commercial on all the commercials on all the cartoons he watches. The Dream House, I think, is a really cool toy. I saw it. We went to somebody's house over the holidays and they had it, and my son didn't move from that position. <laughs> he enjoyed playing with the the driveway and all that shit. He loved it. So somebody uh, somebody saw a video I put up about him not getting Dream House because it was too big, quote unquote. But uh, so a friend of mine saw that and, and she brought over a, a smaller Barbie, smaller Barbie house today. She just brought it off. Literally two hours ago, she brought it. So we set it up and, we're, and we're, the, but her thinking and she was trying to do the right thing. She gave me two Ken dolls. She didn't give me any Barbie. You know, you know I, need, I need the Barbie <laughs> to go with the Barbie house. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. But she gave me the two Ken dolls. So my son, being the creative kid he is, he made the prettier one, the female. Because there's one Ken doll that looks like he's got makeup on and beautiful eyes. <laughs> and, he, and he made that one the, the female. So now it's like, man, you, you were trying to help the situation, but now he's, he's using his own brain. And one of these two Ken dolls is, you know, bottom. You know, the other one is top. <laughs> and now my three-year-old already figured, I see that he figured it out. So I don't know. Uh, That's uh, a very interesting story. That's hilarious, too, though. You know what? That's funny because uh, probably... The lady brought it over, trying to, like, I'm giving you this feminine gift. Let me supplement that by adding. Yeah, no, she's trying. And, she's, and, and, and this Joe's. friend, and this friend is, is, she's like a school psychologist. So she knows. She Word. understands psychology. She understands things. So, you know, the fact that she, <laughs> she gave brought two Ken's doll wasn't two psychiatrists. And it's not like one Ken doll is black. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it, was, it just, uh. You know, I don't care. Well, yeah. what about well, the, what, what if what uh, if I just sit back and watch what he does? So I'm like, your son then, could just be gender neutral, where it doesn't affect him, where he's like a show. 
He's so young that there's none of that shit is ingrained in him. He's literally just looking at them as two dolls. He can use his imagination. And yeah. that that pretty ass Ken has long hair in his imagination or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. So he, However he wants to do it. Here's or he had an, uh, a vision of this is a home. I have a mom and dad. This yeah, that's what it is. Mom. And, and this my one's dad mom. looks a little fruity. So that's <laughs> oh, Rudy. Like this one, this one's mom. This one's dad. That's, he's reenacting, you know, life without. He doesn't have all this crazy suppositions that we apply to it. And my right, thing is, right. you see, you're not kid, doing what we're doing. Yeah, no, we're we're so judgmental of I all think, this shit. You I know, think he's uh, not no, doing. Let me tell you something. His his theory is probably not. not his theory is probably nowhere near what we're saying. Mm-hmm. No, he's probably yeah. got a crazy ass. He's probably like these, plot two, right these now. are too cool. Yeah, he likes to make them whatever. I this want. one's Elsa. This one's mm-hmm. uh, the. He elk. likes that the, the kitchen that it comes with has the drawers open. Like that's what that, he's like. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking dope. Yeah. These drawers open. You know, he's not like. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you see your kid having fun with a toy, are you really gonna be like, "Oh, that's not masculine"? No, people do. I no, don't do, do that. I won't right. do that because I'm not gonna shut him down. I'm not gonna shut him down. I'm not gonna be the one to teach him that that there's pink is for girls and blue is. I'm not gonna be right. that guy. Because quite frankly, if I had the money, I'd have a pink Lamborghini. <laughs> there's there some assholes out there who will teach their kid or Sammy that pink is. Girl, but guess yo, what? But, but guess what? Then, that, then, then you, you know? suppress their opinion of life. Yep. Yeah. And then that's when you go into depression and all that shit. Yeah. Like, I can't like pink. I love but pink. What does that I love mean? Pink. I love titties. Yeah. But I like pink. It's so like, does that make like sense? I can't like does that. that you, like, and they worry about that type of thing. And it's like, you shouldn't be worried about it either way. You shouldn't feel judged over how the fuck you grow up, no. what you like, what your tastes are. You should just be comfortable in them. And that's something that I think we're getting better at. Yeah, we know we're getting better at it. But it's like, there's still that, you know, there's a judgment. Well, now, how many dads out there would have like whipped their kid yeah he no Barbie house. absolutely no or, 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 be, or beat the wife or beat the wife for even thinking that it's a possibility that we're why gonna the get wife always right? gotta get beaten <laughs> <laughs> because, you know <laughs> it's your fault miss <laughs> some, some women some women be fucking the dude up some women well, there, are those those two, but, there are Ronda those Rousey, two there are those yeah but out. recently there was a I joke that, that someone erotic. made about a I'm into that about getting their their uh, son or or daughter no no son a, a dollhouse there was a comedian that made a joke about it oh I'm gonna say Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart Kevin Hart got in trouble because he said his kid asked for a dollhouse and, and he, I'm gonna fuck this up badly but paraphrasing yeah he was like oh I'll break that dollhouse over his head and it was like they made a real big deal about it it got him off of being the host of the Oscars or the Grammys. But mainly because he wouldn't apologize for it or say he understood. He already what apologized for shit. It. You know, fuck those people. Those, like, those people. Fuck. But that's soft. Like that's really so. But that's the thing. So like now, if you're watching Jeter play with this, these two, and then the and then the one he makes the woman is going to the bathroom, and then he makes the Ken dolls like, hey, that's not your bathroom. Then you know he's been watching <laughs> some right wing media <laughs> shit. <laughs> And he's worried about which bathroom the gender neutral person's going. That's exactly. that's a whole issue. But and let me tell you something. My, the, this one, it's Mason. That Mason's the one actually. That that is the younger one. I've seen him kick the eight year old's ass. So I'm like, I'm just happy. Like, look, I've seen my son. I'm pretty confident that he's straight. But if he's not, 
he's going to be able to defend himself. Uh-huh, that's and that's, re- that, that, that's really my only concern in life is, hey, as long as you can and deal with this, because yeah. that, this lifestyle is a tough thing to go down. You know what I'm saying? And it's jiu-jitsu not, classes start And just for anybody out there listening that, that thinks that people choose to be gay, you don't choose to, to live a... You know, a very difficult life. There you are challenges that. associated. Yeah. There's a lot. With that. There's a lot of shit. I've got friends, and, and, yeah. and it's not. It's not an easy life to, to choose. This is the one thing I'll say: is being a concerned parent because your gay child is going to face the type of judgment that we're talking about is very different from being a concerned parent because your child is gay. That's very. That's two very yeah. different things. Very different. Well, and society, all, fuck know, society. I don't give a shit. It, it's fuck. It's man. about. I just want yeah. my son to be able to defend himself when somebody's like, "Hey, well, you yo, know, like when my yo, daughter." was in high school was the first time I thought that our prejudices and our racism as a country was going to be gone soon Mm -hmm. because there were lesbian women gay guys there was uh, some chick who was a midget there was um, you know there, there was the full spectrum of all different possibilities how we could turn out when we're born was in her school and it didn't she didn't look at any one kid different she wasn't I, taught that she yeah, wasn't taught right that. i didn't teach the you that, household right? your household alone is just a it's a <laughs> melting, melting pot, pot of <laughs> yeah. people in and out of that house me being one of them this is everybody this <laughs> thought, every goddamn color every goddamn race every goddamn belief yeah that, i thought that meant that like well these kids now are all gonna grow up this way and therefore, this stuff's going to be eradicated and we're just going to accept everybody for who they want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, that sort of took a left turn if you look over the last A right few, turn. You know, a right, it took a right. You're right. It took a right <laughs> turn over the past few years. And all of a sudden, racism and prejudices are making a comeback. And we're worried about yeah. this person and that person. And and I'm not going to throw. We've had the discussion about the gender thing. Yeah. Where, like... Uh, a gender, you know, uh, a boy who uh, views himself as a female wants to be on the female wrestling team and he's wrestling other women. Mm-hmm. And then that's an issue. So this this is such a thick packed. Yeah. And well, here's what's piece. foul about that, too, is the most famous uh, wrestling transition story was about a girl who was dominating and winning state championships while transitioning to be a boy. Mm. But here's the thing. What never gets told is that she tried as hard as she could to be put into the male wrestling bracket. And because of politics, she wasn't allowed to. So she was forced, if you want to keep wrestling as a high school wrestler and be a state champion, you have to wrestle the girls. And then after she's like, well, this is my only option, then they use that to be like, you see, we shouldn't have transgenders in sports at all. And it's like this was a political and she play. She didn't feel like a champion. Yeah, she's because she, she wanted to wanted. go up against what she thought was the best. Yeah, the, she was the, like, I can fuck with these dudes. Yeah. I can fuck with them. That's and tough, she never got that opportunity because of politics, and that's bullshit. You know. You know what? But LGBT issues are like this is something we're on the periphery of. I don't know a lot of people in the LGBT community that talk to me on a personal level about it. Yeah. I would love to hear more from an inside level, but I have to try to hunt down the issue. So in I which sound ignorant as fuck. In, I'm gonna front. I'm not gonna front about it. If you're tuned in and you want to talk about the LGBT issues, email us at the Fans Perspective Network <laughs> at gmail.com. Yo, baby. I'm ready to champion and the issues. Check for you. it out. I swear. 
I'm ready, but All put, right. put you me know on. What? How do we cha- how do we defend? How, what's the best way we can help y'all out? Because I know that's the biggest. Or understand? How do we understand? Yeah. What's the best way I can relate and understand and fight for whatever we need to? Because I think LGBT issues are like that's what's popping right now, where they're facing more challenges than anyone. You know, yeah. they're facing they're facing the most horrendous challenges. It's a tough topic. And you know, um, if, if I do got a son coming up, I need to know how to handle this. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's all so, good. So, speaking of that, let's go into a little segment change. Okay. Namaste. Somebody lost some weed up or what? Well, all right. That wasn't the segment I wanted. I don't know why that was the wrong one, right? No, no. I, I got the segment. Like, I wanted to drop the song, but it came in at the wrong spot. That didn't fucking hit right. God damn it. Oh, but listen. The truth is that... That's the one. We're going to remind you of something, ladies and gentlemen. Something special. over you i'll take the lead on this one yeah let me remind you that mac miller's estate just released the rapper's first uh single since he died and it's looking like a whole album may be coming behind that or at least whatever uh music they have unreleased since then which will be great we've talked about mac miller on this show extensively uh, yeah, show we're passed. big fans we're big fans we're sorry he passed so to Mac Miller, uh, let me remind you that even though Mac Miller's dead, he's still dropping music. Ooh, okay. Big Mac. Oh, who got next? You got it, John? Yo, let me remind you that Universal Pictures is finning to do a remake of Jaws and hoping to get Steven Spielberg right back on that battleship as director. So I'm very, very, very excited about it. Hopefully they pick up Steven Spielberg. Hopefully it's as good as the original Jaws. And maybe later on in NBC we might do a Jaws. But anyway, let oh. me remind you, Jaws might be back. I'm hyped for that. Could be. Yeah, remember, ain't nobody, ain't, ain't nobody going to the beach. Either. Right. Let me remind you. That and that's Jersey cool. shit too, right? Isn't yeah, Jersey, right. Like, it's based on, it's based on the, they did some bullshit. For but, sure. Know. It's real. Jaws is real. Jaws is real. That's why I don't swim. Oh. Oh, only man. on my back. You only back float? Yeah, so I can get away faster. Like, you gotta kick him in the nose. That's what I hear. Kick him in the nose? So you can, so you can fuck these senses <laughs> up. There it is. Rumor has it. Rumor Rumor has has it. I think I might just pass out if I see it. Fucking shark that big. Let me yeah, remind you about this to the show. Hey. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, dude. So let me remind you that when Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, we did some coverage with the uh, need for funding. Well, that FEMA money was never released. And now this week, we've hit the point where... There hasn't been any money released. Not any, but the money hasn't been released for Hurricane Maria, and Puerto Rico has been hit with a 6.4 measured uh, earthquake and more earthquakes since. 
uh, Puerto Rico's power is out for thousands. I think it's even more than that. I don't want to exaggerate, but Puerto Rico's going through it again, and we haven't even they gotten through it. the aid from the last major disaster because of the way shit's working. So I just want to remind y'all that Puerto Rico needs support. It needs love. Everyone in Puerto Rico is an American citizen. Everyone in Puerto Rico. If you're born in Puerto Rico, you are. So let me remind you that. Know where the fuck we are talking about and stop hating on them. Support them. Not some shit to make light of. One more time. Let's go. Oh, let's go. So check it out. Let's go. As is typical with some of our shows, I'm going to reference something about my man, Bernie Sanders. We got to recruit y'all. Come on. Join the team. Big burn. According to this article, which was posted on Medium, um, Bernie Sanders proposals are the largest middle class tax cut in U.S. history. Middle class. Middle class tax cut in U.S. history. Now, it's often mentioned that Sanders' policies cannot be taken seriously given the enormity of the national debt, which is currently sitting around $23 trillion. But what is unfortunately missing alongside this perspective is that 10% of this debt is composed of student loans. Further, another $3 trillion is composed of crushing medical debt. That upwards of 70 million Americans are struggling to pay. And this type of debt, it turns out, is one of the leading causes of both housing foreclosures and bankruptcies throughout the U.S. So let me say that again in layman's terms. Student debt, medical debt is crushing the average middle class person, causing them not to buy new homes or lose their homes and file for bankruptcy. So this isn't that personal fable that you build around, oh, it's just lazy people that are going bankrupt. No, these are people who get hit with, oh my God, I just found out I have cancer. Oh my God, I have a chronic illness and I need treatment for it. And they just doubled the price of my fucking treatment. Now... That last statistic is the key to the ignition of Sanders' debt forgiveness initiative. He understands that by forgiving Americans who are all who are in medical debt and student loan debt, it'll immediately um, decrease the national debt. Remember, we're wiping all that out. The debt is gone, which is itself somewhat of an issue. At the same time, this will act as a tax cut for millions of Americans now unable to afford, afford a home, a car, who lack discretionary income needed to spur the economy. And this is coming out of Moody's analytics. So I don't want to go... This this article is super deep. I could go on for days talking about all the different programs and the different ways... Um, that it's saving money the, for all of us. From the $15 minimum wage uh, increase, that'll help tons of people. I mean, quantitatively, 63 million people will see roughly a 2000 to 16000 a year pay raise, um, increasing their purchase power. Or in other words, they'll have gotten a tax cut. So 
It's a little nuanced thinking. You got to think about it. Go on to Medium because I want you to get deeper into this. Look at Sanders' proposals are the largest middle class tax cut in U.S. history. You'll pull the article right up. It is extremely long, but take the time to read through it. And you'll learn these, these issues that Sanders is addressing affect everyone. And no more college debt, no more medical debt. And you can go to school for free. Also, minimum wage increases, especially for people struggling in rough areas. Mm-hmm. Housing um, supplements to help with uh, the housing costs. So it's a big deal. Bernie Sanders is my man. I've thoroughly researched this dude. So, And what I want to talk about on that is I want just to talk about the thinking behind it. Because uh, when Donald Trump got in office... And the Republican Party, what they talked to you about was this tax cut that was going to have such a big impact on you. But the way it was going to have an impact on you was we're going to cut taxes for all these super wealthy people. And then what they're going to do is they're going to give a little bit of that money back to you. You're going to catch some of these crumbs, right? And now we have studies. It's been years later. We've got studies. Tax revenues down. And they kept all of that for themselves. The profits have not seen their way to us. And the no government, money trickling? These have been neut- like neutral, nonpartisan. Oh, so not it's not, oh, the Democrats are saying no. Neutral parties have done the studies. And when the economics come back, all that money went to the top 20% of people in this country. Top 20% of earners in America, millionaires. So when we people get to this one. Yeah. And then when we talk about, okay, let's cancel medical debt or let's cancel student debt or let's let's make college free for students. That shit that would have affected my life growing up, that shit can affect your children's life growing up. That shit is directly going to you. It's not like, let's hope that these people pass us off their savings. No, this shit goes directly to your pockets in the way or to your children's pockets. Maybe maybe that's how you have to think about it. Well, And also, just I just want to add that a lot of people think uh, they try to push Sanders on this. uh, You just want free stuff avenue. So I just want to go on record for stating this. I have health insurance. My daughter and I are done with college. The funds are paid for already. My job actually pays for college. It pays for my college 100% and 50% for my daughter. I'm in a fortunate position. I'm not looking for free handouts. I support these policies because they help the most Americans. And you know what? They help my family. My sister doesn't have to worry about getting coverage for her children. Uh, My brother doesn't have to pay $70,000 of student loan debt off. So Mm -hmm. it just makes sense to me. With that much money more in our pockets, we'd be spending it more in the economy, especially as middle-class people. We we buy things. We go out. We buy food. We shop. This is important. It's a major issue. And we we don't think about it in a certain way. We always go by how they frame it. And a tax cut is still a tax cut. If it's putting more money in your wallet, you're not going to complain about it. Yeah, you're either being checks that you're you're either being taxed out of your check or you're being taxed at the at the point of ser- uh, service and sales. So one way or the other. Yeah, they're getting you. Now let's. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Let's take a little lighter note. On yeah, this. let's start we need to something lighten up which a has been heavy. Um, let's get something two fingers a little bit better. Two fingers. Let me take the lead on this because I got to Okay, the so we've been talking about... Uh, we talked about last week the Australian wildfires. Yeah, and it's fucked up shit. Listen, the amount of 
land mass damaged is the entirety of Bolivia has burned right now. But I wanted to call attention to this woman from Australia said, and I'm going to read her tweet out. Her name is the Naked Philanthropist on Twitter. Hey, oh. I'm sending nudes to every person who donates at least $10 to any one of these fundraisers for the wildfires in Australia. How'd that work out? Every $10 you donate equals one nude picture from me to your DM. She didn't make a dime. But you must send me confirmation that you donated. Well. What's the confirmation? Like like a penis pic? or? Right, you gotta send her like oh the receipt the, yeah, the receipts yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. You know Thank what you. it is. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, you can probably add a dick pic to in too. Who knows? It probably won't yeah, do much for you, but I'm sure she's still gonna send you a nice little nudie. But uh, the last number I have is five hundred thousand dollars that Damn. this chick raised. So she used nude pics and raised five. One person raised five hundred thousand dollars. For the Australian wildfires. Thanks for a good cause. For a cause. And then they kicked her off of multiple social media sites well, there for you go. selling nudes. And she's not selling them. She's not making any profit off of them. Yeah, it's donation. All the donations go to $10. Yeah. $10. I wonder if it's the same nude pick for everybody or like every time. Right. Is she Every time it she up? gets a ding, she takes a, a fresh one. <laughs> do you collect How's electric? That? She probably, she can't do multiple right she'd be she'd run out real quick she'd be busy as fuck taking a lot of nude pics 500 grand she's doing how many is that that that's a lot of people really like nudes if if there's one thing to learn about this is if you want to if never mind go fund me sell nudes you could definitely uh you know i'm gonna try to sell nudes i'm I'm gonna get into that right yeah the guys i have maybe we could try to there's somebody who wants to see me (laughs) naked i have gotta be i have dick pics on deck for any occasion <laughs> Big pics or big Big pics you dick, said, with a P. dick pics with a D <laughs> Oh <laughs> Dick pics for fundraisers you know, For do you, do you How much them? effort <laughs> do you How much effort do you put into your To your nudes your angles, Well I got another angles. I got the iPhone 11 now So I don't really need to do a lot of enhancements you, But you gotta be strategic You gotta pick like something you gotta, Well when you swing it in the jungle You don't need oh, a lot of perspective okay, okay, According no, to my Asian misogynist no, uh, Therapist no last night <laughs> no, no fans perspective on that one <laughs> <laughs> Experience, you know what I'm saying. Nudes, hey, send nudes. Uh, everybody knows nudes. Everybody, as you guys, uh, tit is always acceptable. The cause is a good vagina's one. vagina by itself is. I don't really the like. The cause it. is a good one. All I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're trying to raise money for charity, <laughs> take a hundred thousand because she got to take a hundred thousand. Let's say it's ten dollars. Yeah, she got to take a hundred thousand. Yeah, fresh picks. Shit. If she was sending some everybody a fresh pick, right? Right, that's, right. Maybe that's one per every ten thousand. You know, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair too. That's you can't really right. fault her for that. That'd be, be like, fresh. come on, because right. she don't really got to take that money. Because unless these people know each other, and they're like, hey, I got it. I got it. Don't donate. I got it. I got it. I got it. And you know, so which one? But then if she is sending different, then it could be like, if they do, which one did you get? Right. Get the one. I got the one with an emoji koala. Now I got two new picks. Did you get the one for this week? (laughs) Bank. See, there's ways around this donating thing. Bank. Man, this makes me wonder how much these women are making off fans only. Jesus. uh, Pages. But let's That's why she ain't complaining. That's what she's not saying. And and nude pic could just be like breasts, right? Yeah, you know. 
How, how many? How much? How much? Would a pick, how have much? Have to nude pick for free. Let's be right. I, I have. Oh man! But how when, much? When Brett Favre said, how when much Brett Favre made it hot. Back when my boy Brett Favre was sending them, I, I joined the bandwagon. I said Brett Favre send dick pics. John Boone, let me get up One in this. I, I hear this is what's trending. QBs. <laughs> There it is. There it is. All right, listen. Let's, we're running out of time. Oh, shit. Show. Okay. Uh, to be honest. We still you, got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about, but we really dragged out some of those topics. Yeah. And that's just because we get into it. The way uh-huh. Balls do. deep. Um, and for the people who know, listen, if you stick around for the after hours, which will follow this show immediately in uh. the same play stream. Yep. Um, you'll hear us going a little further, a little more, mm-hmm. more a little, little more, more penetration, more <laughs> elusive. <laughs> we go to the liquor store between the <laughs> regular show and um, after hours. Yes, yes. But before we do that, I just wanted to say, let me, let me see if let I me get this. Tell you some. Let me see if I get this to play real quick. Yeah, did check this out. We on? All, All right. This. Okay. Uh, uh, yo, this is old school. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. This is before the other producer. I'm sun kissing, any sugar lips missing. Ooh, that's Charlie Trent when he was wearing do rags. All right, you know, that's a track that I did that Ooh, was produced yeah. by uh, Lou, who's here with us tonight. Bass face. Typically on the intro we do the whole hey this is our I don't even have that song and uh, stuff about him but uh, we're doing it this on the outro because we we over exaggerated on all the topics and dragged it out but um we're coming to the end of the show so so people aware uh, bass face Mr L J DJing was also a great producer who made tons of beats and we did a lot of good music on those beats. And um, also a close friend of mine, friend of family, friend of show. So that's yeah. why we wanted him on tonight. We're going to continue this talking shit in the after hours. Yeah. I think, Lou, you got to head out, huh? Mm. Yeah, I got two kids under nine and a wife. I got to go home. And my wife thinks I'm, my wife, I told my wife I wanted to go get milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you got some more you Telling me how to actually go, go to the farm where the cows were to get it. There you go. You know, I, didn't think I of that. milked that cow. <laughs> you know, we had a, the, the special milk. So we got a lot to still go in on. We got an out of line segment still yes. that I think uh, we should hit. Oh, you know what? Let's do a quick out of line while Lou's here because he yeah. really liked Drop that, that shit. So yeah, that's his favorite. For the sake of Lou being here. another one of them nasty joints. ass, girl. You know what I'm saying? Shut up and listen to it. Play it Yo, you know who's out of line? A dad is out of line for putting a gun to his son's head for taking his last Dr. Pepper. Now, what the fuck is going on, man? You gonna almost shoot your son over a Dr. Pepper, man, when there's so many Dr. Peppers to go around? Brother, dad, you are. You are out of line. So real quick, since we're running out of time, Mississippi Supreme Court, who agreed with a charge of giving a man 12 years jail time 
for ending up in prison and having his cell phone still on him. I think this is ridiculous, especially considering how rape offenders get out in months. So, Mississippi lawmakers, Supreme Court, you are out of line. Let's see what Harvey Weinstein. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have to squeeze that in real quick before we go. Thank you, Lou, for coming on. Thanks deck. for having me. I'll yes, be back. And, real uh, happy to have you. Stay tuned for the after hours. We're going to take it out with my boy Mac Miller because rest, rest in peace. Peace. Yeah, looking forward to your new Peace. super talented and Juice World. Rest in peace again. Yeah. I don't need to lie no more. Nowadays, all I do is shine, take a breath, and ease my mind. Yeah, she don't cry no more. Tell me that I get a high cause an angel supposed to fly. I ain't asking why no more. You know I take it if it's my And we all live once again. No you this! You're listening to Charlie Tricks, Remy Say, and John Boom. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't mean the rappers, I mean us. Yes. Team the nicest school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, y'all. Thank you for sticking with us. If you are tuned in now to the after hours, that means you're sticking with us. For the second half of the show. show. And we appreciate you. Hell this yeah. is the fans' perspective. I'm your host, Charlie Tricks. I'm here with my brother. Remy Say. What's good, everybody? And of course, as usual, my Mr. man. Mr. Nasty, John Boone. John Boone's in the building. And this is the after hours of episode 42, our second episode of 2020. We had the pleasure of having... Uh, my blood brother from another mother, base face, Mr. LJ. Luis was here for the first half of this episode. Yo, yo, and, yo. Uh, Shout out to Big Bro. We had a good episode that came out nice, and we're moving in to the rest of the night. For sure. Yo. Yeah. We so, actually, everything, like a lot of our topics went a little longer than expected, so we've got a few things still. Yeah, you know, um, we we sort of dug in on a lot of topics and got into that talkative chat spot. I tried my best to keep that flowing, but when I listened back, I actually did listen back as quickly as I could. It came out good. Came yeah. out good. It, I think took- when topics run long, it's usually because we've got a good rhythm on something. No matter what direction it goes, if it's jokes, if it's serious, usually it means we're having a good discussion. So I think that's always a good sign for an episode. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, however the first half of the show went, the second half of the show, which is the after hours, we are way more out of line. Mm Mm-hmm. And way more tipsy. Yes. Lit. And there's way more titties. Don't understand las drogas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So if you stuck with us, thanks for tuning in. This is um, why we came in with Big Daddy Kane, smooth operator. It just yes, felt right. Yeah, it did. It felt real smooth. It felt smooth. For sure. So um, since we didn't get to get to all of the topics that we wanted to in the first half, one of the things we wanted to talk about, we'll get right into it and keep it moving, was my man, Jorge Lopez. <laughs> yes. And as you know him in George English, Lopez. George Lopez. <laughs> so as y'all know, man, uh, George Lopez, um, you know, made a comment on Instagram uh, concerning, uh, you know, you heard about Iran wanting $80 million uh, for anyone who would get Donald Trump's head or assassinate Donald Trump. George Lopez went ahead on Instagram and said they would do it for half, which is forty million. <laughs> now, people, so Twitter went crazy. You're they fired. Were, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they were tagging the the Secret Service man. They were tagging everybody, talking about arrest George Lopez. George Lopez, my my people, is a professional comedian, which is extremely hilarious. I watched his stand up, and on top of that, he is a Chicano, so he has his right to say. What he wants to say For you guys who want to arrest him And this, that, and the third Because who wouldn't want Donald Trump's head For for that amount, man What type of snowflake bullshit is that When if, like If any downtrodden minority community Comes out to be like Hey, those jokes are hurtful Or that shit seems shit, ignorant And up. we're offended Then everybody's <laughs> like, oh it's just a joke, relax. But when you make a joke like this, now it's a problem. Hold Shut up. the fuck up, up, man. Donald Trump. Hell yeah. The most disrespectful, unprofessional, lyingest motherfucker we've ever had step on the mic and then have to be called president. Impersonated the president. a disability on like stage. This guy, he says stuff and now you're mad at comedians? Exactly. A genuine comedian for telling a joke about him? I mean, let me just tell you, I'm going to be rude here, but I've never seen um, this level of dick-sucking support. Yes. yes. To be honest Sick with fans. you. You Guess are on another sick. level. Like, honestly, I saw Barack Obama supporters in the previous eight years, you know, prior. I saw people who were huge Bush supporters. I've seen all of it. Clinton supporters. I've mm -hmm. seen Clinton supporters. But I have never seen the likes of where your entire happiness is based around what the president does or gets called out for. Well, you shit. is in fucking sane. Your attitude changes. Let me tell you, you need to turn off your TV, YouTube, Facebook, whatever you're watching, and go outside. Yeah, okay? man, fuck well, off. So here's my thing because with... Because this is some dick-sucking level I've never seen before. I've been into this, this shit. I've been shit. into this shit. Like and politics, I've watched. I've been on politics for a long time. I was at Occupy Wall Street. I went and uh, you know talked to people out there and was present for that. That's what got me activated. I have followed politics closely for a very long time, and Trump supporters are the most interesting creatures I have ever come across in the political main uh, in the political stream 
because it's like my first politician type shit, bro. You became a fan of politics because the guy you watched on The Apprentice was on it. It's so you don't know shit. That. You do a lot of nonsense talking, and you never. If I bring facts to a conversation with a Trump supporter, they literally can only scream fake news. It's very frustrating, and I'm trying my damnedest mm-hmm. to be nice about it. But Listen, it's like you're very new let's to this. Add on a or little bit. You you're very new to this, and you US don't citizen. know shit. Let's add a little more to this. Little. Um, most of the Trump supporters, and and don't get me wrong, there are some true conservatives who are intelligent who I deal with and I speak with. We can most of them do not support Trump, lockstep, and everything he does. But listen, if you can't call a crook a crook because he is Trump, it's weird. It's a weird thing to see, man. Um, the man has done some foul ass shit. You don't settle out of court with a rape fucking accuser. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I, I don't. I can't. So, I don't even go down that route. Can and I it's just, just? It's beyond insane. This week and absurd. My fucking newsfeed on Facebook was full of people like, oh, MSNBC or CNN, one of those news networks settled with the Covington Catholic kid. Oh. You see, it's proof that they're wrong. That's the kid who the uh, yes. Indian, the Native American walked I, up to. I know it is. All that drama. So they, and the news network settled, and they're like, this is proof that that boy was right. But then if you're like, yo, Trump has settled, Trump yes. has settled with a bunch of... A litany of rape vic- of people claiming rape. Rape. He has settled and made them sign NDAs. When we have that conversation with you, you want to talk about how a settlement doesn't mean shit, right? You're full of shit. I have had to argue about definitions of words where I can literally bring up dictionary.com and be like, this is what coup means. A coup happened in Bolivia. <laughs> a coup. This is what a concentration well, camp. On, this on. is an internment camp. Get this him, is the definition. Me. You are keeping Mexicans at the border or people at the Mexican border. You are keeping South Americans in concentration camps. No, 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 no. That's not what camp means. We're changing the definition because they're South. Fuck you. Same with the assassination of Soleimani. No. The uh, the definition of Soleiman, of assassination has a very specific name. I should not have to argue with you about what an assassination is. Mm-hmm. Accept it and say you're okay with it. But don't change the fucking definition of words. I'm tired of the bullshit, you newcomers. Fuck. That's right. And that's yeah. what, uh, if you can spell conservative... Don't say nothing. We haven't had a Remy's rants in a minute. That was yeah, it. He went crazy. But another thing, let me just add on. This. He just let's, slapped let's me in the hand real hard. Down, <laughs> let's take it down a notch. No, but the fact of the matter is, that is all true. But the other thing that's true is like, I, I don't know what happened first, the chicken or the egg, but listen to this, Johnny. Yeah. Listen. Chicken. I know people who are more intelligent than this, but like, it's almost like you have to forget your basic science classes so yeah. that you can support the fact that this man is deregulating EPA regulations to pollute the ocean wa- you know water and the air the fuck, so you man. have to sort of now you now you're into it's a conspiracy just making it harder for companies they should be able to to dump toxic waste into the ocean i don't fucking know yeah, what fuck y'all motherfuckers are thinking but you, 
out of line. Yeah, it's another one of them nasty joints. FJ, J Cole, two changes to no ass, girl. You know what I'm saying? Shut up and listen to it. Play it tough. Solidarity with George Lopez. I don't hold grudges against anybody. <laughs> you know what's up. Yep. But yo, listen, fuck Trump because if yeah. we go down that path, we'll be talking for an mm-hmm. hour. Be yelling all angry shit. And I do have a lot of respect for all my friends and family, some who support Trump, and I don't understand why. Uh, however, it happens. I promise so. you can't sit across the table from me and have a conversation on any of these issues without sounding ridiculous. Well, I promise you. Without an altercation. Let's move nah, on to sounding ridiculous. something just that's sounding a little more... I want no altercation. Let's, a little, let's move on <laughs> to something that's a little more lighthearted. Yeah. Like weed. Yes. Now... The mecca of drugs. We are trying to get it legalized in Jersey. We're so close... <laughs> But uh, I don't know who's at fault. If it's Phil Murphy, I heard it was the mm. Black Caucus of the state of New Jersey. Black I'm not sure who's caucus. holding it well, back. Let's skip. Let's, let's go back further than that. Let's go a little old school to who was smoking weed. Who's who? Historical who, figures. Let's name at least. You know what? Here's the deal. There's a story that came out yep. about a historical figure. They found some pipes. On his tobacco vic- pipes on his vicinity, and when they checked them, it wasn't tobacco yep. that was so, in those pipes. According to the Telegraph, not my favorite news source, but you know what? It's a fun story. According to the Telegraph, uh, the Shakespeare Estate sent the place that ha- has access to the Shakespeare Estate sent pipes, tobacco pipes from Shakespeare's estate and from his time, and the residue in those pipes wasn't just tobacco but it was the wacky tobacco there was cannabis residue in those motherfuckers which means it is very likely that shakespeare was smoking weed while he was writing some of your favorite sonnets your your romeo and juliet may have had some weed behind it there smoking may have been yep yep there may have been a little bit of bud behind some crazy shit like a midsummer night's dream it makes sense to me because that's a crazy ass story uh personally i'm a big shakespeare you're fan you're brilliant you're handsome. Tell him. You're rich. That's right, Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Shakespeare is once again another success story of the stoner population. Yes. That's all I just wanted to let Shakespeare. everyone know. Shakespeare. Listen, no, it's a funny story. You know, they so sent... So him and Rumi and Julia when he was high. They sent pipes over mm-hmm. from his property and they were full of weed, and they even found cocaine. And they stuff. found well; those weren't officially from his property, but they were from his uh, section of town. So oh, that's different. So yeah, people around Wait, him were smoking woo bangers. I don't know the or coke. The, the coke. The weed was from his estate. All right, all right. So Shakespeare listen. definitely smoked weed. Shakespeare had the weed on his estate. It's possible his neighbors had a little cocaine. Yes. Mixed in. Now, now he may have been smoking with his neighbors who, you know, neighborly love is always good. Now, if you know anything about cocaine uh, sprinkled on weed, you might have heard of a little woolly blunt. Yep, the woolly blunt. Now, if you go real deep, that's actually crack on the, on the blunt. But that <laughs> that's way too far out of my fucking league. Yeah. So, so, you know, for the woolly blunt is... The lighthearted motherfuckers that we know. That's a little cocaine sprinkled on the weed. Cocaine. Cocaine on it. 
But uh, that's a funny ass story, man. Imagine Shakespeare smoking, smoking a L. He packs his pipe with some with some weed. He smokes it up, and then he writes. Then he writes the one of the great sonnets that will be remembered. Imagine we're sitting here. I'm sitting in a high school English class. I'm 15 years old, reading this this piece of poetry that's hundreds of years old. And it was some dude that just sparked up a spliff and just started writing and just dropped some knowledge on it. That that bugs me out, but that's well, how... Well, you know if you smoke that you realize that, like, uh, here's the thing. As an artist or somebody who likes to create, and I feel like every human being has an artist inside of them that For likes sure. to create, <clears throat> they're maybe not in, in contact with them. You know, as an artist, sometimes smoking that little bowl, that little hit, uh, hitting that little sauce, while what you see on the outside is you're like, oh, they're disconnecting from reality. They're <laughs> running from something. You got to disconnect but from the, reality. On the inside, you're connecting with this sort of inner creative being. That subconscious that voice. It becomes unleashed. And you create yeah. art and beautiful things and sometimes ugly things. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. Self-exploration so, is, a, is a really cool thing that psychedelics no, help with. First of all, if you are under 18 and you're listening to the show, in no way are we co-signing drugs, alcohol, or any of that other stuff. That is bad. You stay sober. Bad. And you study and you go to school with your grades. bitch ass. But when you're old enough to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Don't believe the hype about the trees, yes. you know. Yo, and you got to You, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Shakespeare, right? And you got to smoke a little something to write Macbeth, Macbeth, because that's fucking a very interesting story with a lot of back and lashing and slashing. Yeah, man, Hamlet. In Hamlet, yeah. he talks to his, or they don't talk to his father's ghost, but his father's ghost is haunting everybody, right? You, He's an asshole. You that's got some to shit. smoke some shit. That's some shit. It, you get high and think about the past and, you know, you see the ghosts for a minute. You never know. Sometimes you have a bad, not a bad trip, but you have a reflective trip mm-hmm. and you go through the memories. Well, maybe Shakespeare had one of those moments. And to me, it's always a trip thinking about it because... uh I was a English major in college. That was my uh, BA. And I did a full Shakespeare class. And my Shakespeare teacher used to connect Shakespeare plays to which what was popular, what was popping on MTV at the time. So our assignment every week was to watch an episode of The Hills. And then he would connect it to the characters, on the to the people living in this reality show, like LC. And it was a bug out because... What Shakespeare was writing about, he writes it in this language that may be tough to get through if you're not, you know, used to it. But it's still connecting to issues that we're going through, you know? Teenage romance is what Romeo and Juliet's about. That's it. So it it was always funny. And also... And gangs. Shakespeare had a shitload of (laughs) toilet humor all up in his shit. Shakespeare had mad toilet humor in his shit. Mm -hmm. Again, it takes a lot of shit. A Midsummer Night's Dream. That that's the most underrated Shakespearean play. It's a comedy, which most of his dramas are the popular ones. But a Midsummer Night's Dream is a trip, man. I don't know if I've ever seen a Midsummer Night's Dream. Probably not. But you know, it is what it turns a dude into a donkey. Mm. Well, listen. To an ass, huh? Speaking of 
our creative <laughs> selves. We're in the after hours. Yes, sir. There's a lot of fuck shit going on. Mm-hmm. We told you that this is how it is. So if you didn't, if you Understand. tuned in, thank you. If you tuned out, smart. But if you stuck around and now you're offended, you're we'll in the off. wrong place at the wrong time. Because oh. R. Kelly right now, he's offending people every day. How are you going to be offended out. of TFP? Man. R. Kelly got away with P-tapes and still yeah. went platinum. You what offended him. You still listening to R. Kelly. There listen to is. TFP. But listen, we haven't introed or outroed with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So don't get mad at us yes. for those perverts. Yeah, we're not introing <laughs> outro. We have out played Kelly. a little bit of Michael Jackson Now, Michael has a different story. It's, it's my guy. Don't disrespect Michael like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We don't know. We have Michael no facts. Didn't, Michael didn't pee on anybody, all right? We yeah. definitely know he didn't pee on anybody. Yeah, we don't know was what he did on everybody. In, that, in that amusement park. Somebody, <laughs> it could have all been a lie. I, I refuse to accept. But yo, but check this out. Um, speaking of creativeness, let's listen to one of Red Man's newer joints. And Jersey, yo. Yo, the Noor. Reason, the reason I want to throw this on, I just want you to know this man has been fly since the early 90s. Rapping Brick City. And I'm a huge fan of Red Man. It is 2020, January, and he drops this science still right dope. here. Still dope. Yo, 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 yo. Black by popular demand. The nigga with the most weed. The nigga with them bars. Real shit, nigga. Shakespeare was that. Oh, I almost weed. I call my gun Jackie Brown. I'll let the dog out. You'll get found in the trunk just like bone mouth. My happy level's at a low count. I cut niggas in two. It's like a movie I burn out. Fat women give me love any salary. Take their money, buy blood, and burn calories. I got a hashtag. I'm back for everybody washing their feet and face with the same water. Rag. Light skin back, I flash gamma. This old lady on crack flow, bitch, part in my bad grammar. I take a picture of my balls with a fan's camera. I stay on tilt like Santana bandana. Foul. I got that perfect oh, I can't even explain. Like, got sharp 16s. So I wrote these with Logan's hands. Yo. Oh, you're not talking about uh, Wolverine. Yup. Red you know. man. What he's displaying there is uh, old school delivery of traditional hip hop over a traditional hip hop beat with the wordplay of a modern day rapper or I dare to say a modern modern day battle rapper where he's showing you I'm not just delivering fly rap in a melody over a beat. Mm -hmm. I'm hitting you with wordplay of the level of some of the. you know, uh, King of the Dot battle rap. What's level. the name of that track? Uh, what's the name of that track? This one is Tear It Up. Tear It Up. So if you listen to Tear It Up, that part, when you get to I Wrote These With Logan's Hands, he goes through the rest of that verse is like bar for bar, punch, punch, punch. Every punchline has some type of wordplay associated with it. And there, it's all fire. And it is just, it's what I look for in a hip hop writer. When you put your bars together, I want that shit to make me be like, oh, I didn't expect that, you know? And he does that to this day. He's been doing it forever. To this day. Well, to this day. first of all, I want to say shout out to EPMD because Yo. they discovered Red Man. Or at the very least, they 
gave him the break that he needed to be put yeah, on. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, EPMD is a classic. Chill, 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 chill. Yeah. Some of the younger cats might only recognize that. They little samples. Now. Uh, rap was a little different back in the day, obviously. If you but, um Eric Sherman, Kyra Smith, they, these dudes were ahead of their uh, time by far. And to see them discover Redman, who's repping Jersey. So if you're from Jersey like we are, that's another big feather in the cap. Hell yeah. Um, but I'm not even being biased when I say that's the man right there. So. Yeah. Yeah. But man. listen, good old we did the creative. Music. We did the music. So let's keep it moving. And let's talk about the last episode. We Part of the title was Bougie Aliens. And we were joking around about. Bougie aliens because in New Jersey there was what was it like a hundred and eighty something or ninety yeah. something sightings like ridiculous all all in wealthy neighborhoods well all the sightings they stated in the study were all the bougie areas of Bergen County mm-hmm. Upper Saddle River uh, if you want to see aliens in Jersey and, go to Franklin uh, Lakes <laughs> you know yeah it was it was just so funny that. Coincidentally, that's how that story went, and we talked. So we called them bougie aliens. But um, there is another story that came out. I thought we'd follow up with this. And the title of the story, first of all, this is from Sky News, and the title is "Aliens Exist and Could Already Be on Earth." First British astronaut says. So they're talking about Dr. Helen Sherman, and she says, "Doctor." There's no two ways aliens exist, and that's it's possible. We simply can't see them. So let me go into a little further uh, about this. The first British astronaut to go into space first. claimed that aliens exist, and it is possible they are living among us on Earth. Speaking to the observer, Dr. Helen Sherman said, there's no two ways that aliens exist. There's, uh, there are so many billions of stars out there in the universe that there must be all sorts of different forms of life. So I think that's a common belief that based on how much is out there in this vast universe, that there must be other forms of life. And she's simply saying the Drake equation. They must exist mm-hmm. in a Drake way. is an alien. She, they must. They could exist also in a way where we just simply don't see them, right? Like we don't see some airborne viruses or microscopic you know, uh, bacteria, crabs. right? You don't even so, see the flies that you wind up with a mosquito bite, you know, mad later, they sneak up on you. Right. So Dr. Sharman said that although aliens may not be made up of carbon and nitrogen like humans, it's possible they're here right now and we simply can't see them. The 56-year-old worked as a chemist uh, before making history as the first British astronaut to participate in a mission to the Soviet Modular Space Station. Um, that was in May of 1991. A 91 astronaut. She also highlighted, she was highlighted in an interview that she is often referred to as the first British woman in space rather than 
simply the first Briton. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, does that mean that she was before any males too? Well, that would she be says pretty badass. It's telling that we would otherwise assume it was a man. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, I assume because that's just how the way it was back in the day. The well, women didn't even get the shots. So. You're right. So when Tim Peake went into space, some people simply forgot about me. A man going first would be the norm. So I'm thrilled I got to upset that order. Oh, she was first. Yeah, she was the first one. In September last year, three videos purporting to be leaked military footage of USO of UFOs were claimed as genuine by the US Navy. The clips We talked about that because did. that was Tom DeLong from Blink 182 was the been, dude that, that on We cover UFOs here. Storm Area 51, we did that too. That's it. The clips published by uh, the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences in December 2017 and March 2018 showed several mystery objects traveling through air at high speed. And that's what she was referring to. But the story is sort of simple and sweet, which is... There could be a different type of life organism that exists among us, and we're just not keen to that. We don't know that that's there. So maybe they're here already. They're all around they us. They might be. We are seeing an, uh, an exceptional and amount some of, muggling motherfuckers of out here. Uh, that look like shit aliens. in the sky and all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah, and you know what? We've put so much shit in the sky that now when some shit flies by, I'm usually just looking up there like, oh, it's some more nonsense, you know? <laughs> Did you know what's funny? Like, uh, no, I get, you know what? This is not, <laughs> this is not funny. But there is, we have... Cause so much trash to be junk, space junk in space mm-hmm. orbiting our planet that we've actually had to like track this shit so we don't fly into it when we're sipping our rockets in and out of out of the, off the planet. Yeah, that's how much garbage. Like you don't think about garbage in the ocean. Okay. We've also fucked up space. So you yeah. think the aliens are mad and they're coming down to get like revenge? Like yo, I'm tired. You they're fuckers like, colluding. Clean your room. Clean your fucking room. I know. Here, here's the theory, which I kind of agree with. If aliens have made it here, and they've been able to travel from another planet to here successfully, then they're more advanced than us. So we can't do it because of the simple factor of time it takes to get from point A to point B. You know, uh, we can get to the moon, we can get to Mars, but people are losing years of their life to to do these missions. So, mm-hmm. um, this is a tough so, situation. So, if you got an alien come from a distant galaxy or some shit like that, they're a little more advanced than we are. Yeah. Uh, in theoretical physics, well, the way it works is how fast you move, you age slower depending on what speed you're moving at. So if you were in a spacecraft that moved at light speed, you wouldn't even realize that time had passed by. You would get off the ship and you'd just be like, oh, now I'm here. Which is always the right. fuck out of it. It's pretty, it, yo, space travel, all of space and physics is a bug out. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's like those cool people ass things. who are living in the space station mm-hmm. above Earth or the International Space Station. When they return, technically, based on physics, they return, what, younger? A little bit younger. A like a bit, few seconds younger. A little younger than we are, you know? Mm. Yeah, than they would have been um, if they stayed. 
And it has to do with gravity and like the it's all sorts it's of the speed, you, it's the velocity. It's like it's a real trip when you look into it how it works. It's fucking weird. But read up on it because it's interesting. Yeah, yeah they don't take our word for it because we're not scientists. Mm-hmm. I we're am simply reading the shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm a scientist. John. Dr. Well, John. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Medicine. Oh no. I don't want to yeah. get almost shot. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna shoot somebody over some Dr. Pepper taping, tasting shit Make you it know? Mr. Pib, it's better Yeah man, shoot somebody over some uh, Pure Leaf iced tea <laughs> I love that shit Well, there you go <laughs> That's worth murder <laughs> yeah. So, so um, <laughs> We are At uh, we yo, uh, you know what we didn't do was the fox over there. Oh, oh, big fox! I wanted to shout out one of the homies. Mm-hmm. Let's, get a, let's get a good something. I'm gonna some you, type of sound. Some type yeah, of for sound. the big we fox over. We don't got anything really lined up for that. I I just wanted to make sure we shouted out our homegirls Chelsea. She ran her first 10k and she raised five thousand dollars for cancer charities. Big for cancer research. Big moves. Big moves. So and, you know, and for a good cause. For a good cause. So, and when when somebody does something amazing that we think is helpful and shows you what you can accomplish, we always shout them out with a Foxhoven award. So for one of our friends to be able to shout her out, I really am happy. I'm really proud to be able to do that. This is one of our homies. Let's go. Good for you. Keep doing your thing, Chels. Yeah. Yes, you get the Foxhoven Award. In case you don't know, the Foxhoven Award is uh, Jerry. Is I think it's Jerry based Foxhoven. on Jerry Foxhoven, who we had a long story about at the beginning of the show. But uh, long story short is he was a gentleman who the first story came out that he was fired because he shared Tupac lyrics with his entire company. He's like a seventy-something-year-old government employee, white dude with gray hair, and he was sharing Tupac lyrics. Thousands of employees he sent um, Pac lyrics to. But as the story progressed, we found out there was so much more to he it. He was a whistleblower. In any case, he stepped forward and did the right thing, and we developed an, uh, uh, an, an award. affinity for this Wisconsin, or yeah. like he's he's from Middle we America. The Foxhoven Award represents the good in people that you could do because he did a good thing, and it's our this week. The Foxhoven goes to Chelsea. Shout out to Chelsea, y'all. There you go. So, all right, moving right along. John Boone, you look like What's you up? are texting your side piece. Oh, right nah, now. bro. I just, I don't see it's pretty good because since we're in the after hours, I don't know if you guys remember uh, DJ Quills. He was, he was in a couple movies. He was in the movie Road Trip. He, he I was a Road Trip. This dude right here, DJ oh, Quills. Oh, I know him. Bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, because. He sleeps with the big black girl, and he breaks out her panties and yeah. their, uh, pan- their panther print. But they're like, what did you kill the whole panther? You know, that was the joke. It was like it. Uh, it, it was, you know, one of those types of comedies. But he came, comedy. He came out um, as being, and he was also in Hustle and Flow, Z Nation. Uh, he came out um, on stage in, uh, in San Diego and said that he's gay. He's officially a homosexual. He was afraid what would do to his career. And he came out, right. man. Shout out to him. Shout out to him standing up to, you know, nowadays the LGBT runs everything. So they ain't doing nothing to no, you, baby. Finally, <laughs> they don't, they don't got to hide it for yeah, their career. Yeah, they don't have to. Anymore, so shout so. out to you coming out, you know, but you ain't fucking me, bro. 
<laughs> there you go, man. That's a little something I wanted right. to look at. Hey, man. Good and, for uh, him. you know, we out here doing the damn thing, baby. Good for him. Live your life, bro. Let's give it a shout out. I love this beat. I really love this beat. Everybody loves this beat. I had the pleasure of watching him perform live at a club in New York City. Um and then I also had the displeasure of watching a brawl break at that same show. But it was well after he performed. It was late and everybody was twisted. And I don't know what sparked it, but it was a brawl. And um, I got to say, man, that beat, that sound, that music, that is uh, classic. Man, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just because I wasn't allowed to go when you know you were getting to go to all the things. But it feels like... New York hip hop shows were so fire. You were at the prime of it, like end of the week at the pyramid. That type of shit was popping, bro. Fat yeah. beats still existed. There was so much cool shit that I'm just a little bit too young to have gotten to really appreciate to the fullest, and I'm so damn jealous of that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do. I'm. I have to say, I'm fortunate. Um, when Method Man shot. His video with Mary J. Blige. You're wrong. He, he did it, it on 177th Street. Ah, right by. Right by uh, Ed's building and down the block from El Mambi where we lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had moved out well before that, but um, it's so close to home, you know, that that every every step we could take to be closer, I'll say, or in the vicinity of the rappers that were big made it feel more accessible. Mm-hmm. And I think we always felt like we had reached into that pot. Yeah. And that's why we did what we did. That's why we were being creative and making these. Mm-hmm. And we were, uh, while we weren't successful in being coming some like huge household name, mm-hmm. we inspired a lot of people who are doing good things today. With Still music. killing. And I appreciate that. And I don't regret a minute of it, but, um, yeah, man, that that era was just crazy. Hip hop was a was a whole nother thing. Um, so that's one thing people are, you know, um, nowadays hip hop has spread much more broadly. But you know, the whole East Coast West Coast beef started because New York was basically it. We had hip hop on lock, and that's literally you can take it for granted. We go, I go to work and walk by buildings where. You can see a music video is shot in front of it and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you know when we when shallow waters were starting and we we were in the process of dealing with a lot of so called managers who wanted to sign us. Uh, one of our very first videos, I mean, me, D, and, and Lou, who was here in the first half, uh, one of our original producers, uh, Lou, <laughs> he, um, what we did was we went to Brooklyn to sunset brooklyn and uh we shot a video in the projects oh and it was just part of a of a video the guy wanted to shoot 
so that he could put it on a show called Pump It or Dump It, which mm-hmm. was on public access, and we act, which we actually did really good on. Um, Shout out Pump It or Dump It. So mm-hmm. back in the day, man, it was crazy in the city. Um, and it was just funny because you just wanted the clip. They wanted the clip of us in the projects, even though we were from Jersey at the at that time. They were like, "Come down to this hood ass project, and let's do some video shoots of you here." And it's just a mind state change, and the and the thing. I don't know, man. It was crazy, but hip hop was alive and beautiful and sprouting off well then. And while I have taken this sort of attitude for a little while of like, "Damn, hip hop sucked at the moment." I think I was wrong, and hip-hop is just going through an evolution. So there's a lot of good hip-hop yeah, man. coming out now. Mm-hmm. But in respect for the previous era of hip-hop, the forefathers, we're going to take about a one, maybe two-minute break while you listen to this old-school track that we love very much, and we'll be right back at you. Wow. Stay tuned. This is TFP. To the dip, dig a deeper hole Microphone control with soul Look at my hot eyes and tell me how could you be cold I'm coming to you from the underground With thunder sound Number one question, yo, how can I be down? Well, I tell you, bring your lighter and roll your finger Back up on your lighter so you see the fire finger Pull from left to right, then front to back Herbal, verbal letters, give the mic contact React whenever I keep the head scoping Ah, don't front, you know I got you open Don't front, you know I got you open It's the original heads meeting, original crook Don't front, you know I got you open Check my dialect from my diaphragm, my man Don't front, you know I got you open It's the original heads meeting, the original crook Don't front, you know I got you open Check the dialect from my diaphragm, my man yeah, my crew walk the streets at night Like looking for the right one, baby If it's payday, I'm at your doorstep I never sweat swinging the F nowadays Cause my breath is known for the tricks That are trade like toys in the cypher with my boys We be getting busy, wreck a shop I drop the top, I make the seeds pop From the live that I sparked last night in the dark I be dedicated to the moon cause it's black Resurrect, come back Tell me about the other side jacks Now we go back to who got the props So when I flew up the spot last year on the box Pressure to come back with another fat single Not too underground to make it stop when you mingle But what's it? Pay attention to the third verse And I'ma take you to another level first Yes, 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 y'all We are back Thank you for listening Yo, Black Moon, Duck Down What a classic what a fucking classic that is right there. Shout out. Um, <clears throat> moving right along. Hold on a second. Speaking of classics. Oh, you know what we should do? 
You're listening to TFP, the fan's perspective. There it is. Wow. So, uh, moving right along, one thing we haven't done for this episode so far is an MDC. If you don't know, listening, that's called, MDC is called Movie Director Cast. We'll go around, one person will select a movie, one will select a director to, to remake that movie. And another will select the cast to fill in the holes of that movie. So, yeah, holes and bugs. Uh, it's a fun session. We were inspired to do this by our brothers from Quick Channel. Uh, they are um, one of the best reviewers in the game. We'll have them back on soon, friends of show. If you don't know, check out our Instagram, Facebook, and all your other social media sites and look up um, Quick Channel and yeah. our boy Jaime and Tyler. Mm-hmm. We'll pop up and uh, yeah. take, they kill it. We've got episodes with them. Take their review seriously. Mm-hmm. All right. And by the way, Jaime, just so you know, I did finish the Dracula series. And yeah, it was good, man. I loved how they split it into three parts. And they, uh, it was almost like three separate movies that had a very small loop in between that linked them together. I don't know, man. It was weird. It was good. It was crazy. Overall, thumbs up on that show. Yeah, man. Dracula. Speaking of that, let's do movie director cast. I got one. What are you fellas thinking? Um... You want to do a general? I, general? Well, I got one in mind, so uh, I don't want to lose it. No, if no, we try but to I'm saying no, uh, no, just top. in general. Yeah, okay. well, just because I want to make sure I get my movie in, I don't want to have to change it. Okay, okay. I, I, I really want to see what you guys do with this. All right, so you got a movie, so Remy's gonna set it off. He'll do the movie, John will do the director, and I'm gonna do the cast. That's how MDC Pow. moves. We're gonna Ready? go around the room. So, movie. What so I know John knows his action movies, and this one's a different type of action movie. It stars Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix. So get ready to replace those two. Gladiator. Oh, let's wow. a gladiator remake. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, man, that's a classic, man. You can't know you you almost can remake it. How much of a classic? But we're gonna do that motherfucker anyways. So your boy John Boom is gonna pick for this action packedness of drama and slaughter and love and lust and power. Oh. I'm picking my man George Lucas. Oh, we got George Lucas involved. One of the great epics of all time, Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? There's no one else that's going to... He's going to make it big. He's going to make it do what it do. Speaking of Star Wars, I actually do want to get the Quick Channel guys back in just to talk about the last Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Because I know they... I think they felt similarly to me about it, which was a little bit disappointed in it. But we'll get into that when we can talk to them about it because I have a feeling they have good uh, thoughts and ideas on that one. For sure. But, all right, yo. So, Los, I think you should probably pick a replacement for Russell Crowe, of course. And mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix plays the Mad Emperor. Okay. Yes, sir. So, for the replacement to, um, uh, let's go back around. Gladiator. Directed by, by George Lucas. George Lucas. Okay, so, Gladiator, classic. George Lucas. Amazing. 
I'm gonna say the lead is gonna be replaced by Gerard Butler. Oh, okay. okay. He, I mean, he did 300. 300 safely, was epic. Safely exactly. epic. Exactly. And then I'm gonna also throw in for shits and giggles the second uh, main, the mountain. The uh, mountain's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't. I can't even uh, pronounce his name, but it's like half poor. Jordanson or it's, right. a, it's a he's from like Iceland or one of those. Yeah, it's got a name I can't. I'm sorry, I just can't pronounce it. But the mountain, you know who he is. Oh, yeah, from yeah. Game of if Thrones. You ever watch Game of Thrones? The biggest dude possible. He's a uh, world's strongest man type. Yeah, big ass. I think if it's the topic at the very least. Yeah, mm. it works. It works. He could be an imposing figure. You know what? We haven't bothered to write these down, and we've got so many. We should. We should really be keeping a log of these because I'm going to hate having to go back and listen to 42 episodes of. The one that always sticks with me is uh, we did Titanic, the musical. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Which I always thought was mad funny. (laughs) Directed by the director of the original Grease. All right. So let's keep it moving around. MDC, movie director cast, John Boom, you up next. What's what your movie, movie you got? John? Yo, the movie that I would like to redo is going to be The Resident. Now, Resident. now, if you don't know what The Resident is, The Resident the is ass. a creepy-ass landlord that spies on his tenant, a female, through, like, the, the walls. He has, like, this in-closet, but... He also goes on dates with her and gets to meet her and all this stuff. So um, I'm going to be, you know, The Resonant is going to be the remake that I'm going to be going with. The Resonant actually has just two characters, so you don't have to go all crazy, which is the landlord and the lady that he spies on. Hillary Swank was the lady. Yes. And Jeffrey right. Dean Morgan was all right, the guy. So let's, let's you get to pick the director, Los. <clears throat> the Resident... Because of how freaky it is, I'm going to say I would like the remake to be done by Alfred Hitchcock. Ooh. Mm, creepy, but subtle. Okay, that's interesting. See, I... <laughs> Damn, I almost want to switch up my choice. I had an immediate thought when you named The Resident, which was like a creeper dude who spies on a chick and then But Alfred her. Hitchcock changes up. Yeah, because I was going to say Penn Badgley, a.k.a. Joe from You. Ooh. He's He nails I mean, that work. role, you know? Actually, Alfred Hitchcock, that could work. I almost feel like the dude who played the original Psycho... Is the, probably like the best Norman Bates, yeah. Norman, the, like the original Norman, Norman Bates. Bates is like no, He's but Joe absolutely probably pulled a modern day Norman Bates, right? That's what I'm thinking. He he has that Psycho. quality to him, and I just got to look up her name. Um, I know exactly who I want to be. Like once you name Alfred Hitchcock, he had a very specific type of cast. He always cast a blonde, blue eyed, beautiful woman mm-hmm. in his role. And um, the woman, uh, what's her name that's making Birds of Prey? Which is, she played Harley Quinn. What's her name? Oh. oh, oh. Margot Robbie. Margot. Oh, my God. She is so gorgeous. Queen. Stand up, sister. Yup. (laughs) (laughs) She's so fine. And I think she'd be the perfect type of Hitchcock Uh, girl in the modern era. 
Let's go back around Johnny the the movie. The Resident. The Resident by Alfred Hitchcock, Pow. starring Penn Badgley and Margot Robbie. Oh, okay, let's that's a good movie, one, I think. Let, that's a, that sounds Ooh, sick. I gotta nasty. talk to I gotta talk to Quick Town about that. Let's go back one of uh, Remy, the original movie you picked. Gladiator. With George Lucas. Yes. Featuring Gerard Butler and the Mountain. Yup. And for the last movie of MDC, I'm gonna go with a classic. The Wizard of Oz. Oh! I I got an idea for this. You know who I want directing it? Mel Brooks. Oh! Jesus <laughs> Christ, you yeah. anti-Semitic mother... What? <laughs> <laughs> I picked a Jewish guy. <laughs> Satire. Listen. He's going to satirize it. I had to sell my liquor ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's the wrong dude. Uh, you said, oh, you said Mel. No, oh, that's Mel oh, you said Mel Brooks. No, I thought <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> that's why you thought it was No, I'm talking May the Schwartz be with okay, you. Okay, Mel Brooks. That's, that's yeah. even better. I'm that's talking Dracula, better. Dead and Love. Right now, Hi Man Tyler are laughing at me. Robin Hood, Men Fuck in Tights. You guys. <laughs> okay, all right, you're right. Uh, Mel Brooks is even better. Doing the Wizard even of Oz. the old school dude. So, Wizard of Oz by Mel Brooks. Mm hmm. Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh, Space man, balls. what do you have? Oh, Young Frankenstein, balls. Blazing Saddles. What do you have, Johnny? I am going to replace the cast of the Wizard of Oz with the cast of Martin. Oh, we got to have Martin the Lawrence. The sitcom. <laughs> Martin right. Lawrence is now taking the Dorothy role. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Gene is going to be Dorothy. Oh, Gene. And Martin is who? The Scarecrow? The Scarecrow. Uh, Tommy will be what's the man without the, the heart? Tin man. Tin, Tin man. man. Who's a, who's a scary one? The what's tiger. Cole. Yeah, yeah, Cole. Cole be the Cole be the tiger. And what's her name? Is the wicked witch? Yeah, the wicked witch, Pam. <laughs> Pam. This works. Yeah, this this works so fits, good. And of course, R.I.P. to Tommy. He's gonna be the wizard. Oh, oh. R.I.P. Behind the curtain. Behind the curtain oh, works out man. spectacular. So, we've got The Wizard of Oz, directed by Mel Brooks, starring the cast of Martin. That Martin. is so fucking funny. For sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That you was know how good, we do. That was a good um, MDC right there. I feel like we've gotten pretty nice at this, where we put together some dope shit, some randomness. Mix it up. All right. So let's let's move along. Let's do something. Let's do another segment that we do that's big because we're coming sort of to the hour mark, but we got a time for another mm-hmm. round. Let's do immortalize an album. Ooh. Okay. Or immortalize uh, any audio. Any audio or bite. artistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um I have a an idea that I was thinking. I was thinking that I would like to immortalize and not correct me if I'm wrong here, but Silence of the Lambs. No, A. That is a good motherfucking choice, man. Whenever that movie's on, I watch it. It's yeah. one of the most fascinating. Anthony Hopkins' performance in that movie Killed is that shit. Killed it. And he's not in it as much as you think. But he's so overwhelmingly good in it that he eats that whole movie up, even though he's only in like 15 minutes of a two-hour movie. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to immortalize this this episode, Silence of the Lambs, the original from 1991. 
Nice. Okay. Nice. Okay. John, you Yo, you know what? Thing. I don't know if I immortalized it before, but he definitely has a new musical that's going to be coming out, and I'm thinking of going to go watch it. I mean, he's, you know, R.I.P. already. Uh, you know, shout out to the legend. But I'm going to immortalize uh, Michael Jackson's Dangerous album. Oh, okay. That had a lot of bangers on there, bro. That had... Uh, you know, Heal the world in the closet, jam in the closet and coming out of the closet. Yeah, bro, <laughs> it had a lot of it had a lot of hits on there, man. So oh, I'm definitely man. going to do that. Who is it? Is it a friend of mine? Who is it? All right, let's. So yeah, Michael Jackson. So so you know what? Um, now we've got two pieces in. We've got Silence of the Lamb. Pow. And we've got Michael Jackson. Well, dangerous. Who is it? Immortalized into the TFP Library of Congress in episode two, <laughs> what, 42? 42. Season 2, 42. 42. Uh, Remy, say you got the last pick. Like Who to speak you, to what do you want mm-hmm. to put? How prophetic the, uh, the original soundtrack to Team America had this song that I think it's just prophetic. It was, it, Predicted the way certain dumbass people treat American culture, where it's like untouchable and you cannot criticize anything about it. Which was the song "America, Fuck Yeah," coming through to save the motherfucking day. That song should be immortalized just to let us know that we were mocking the stupid ass mindset that wound up taking over and getting a lot of shitty presidents elected in my lifetime so far. Jesus. So it's that's my I'm immortalizing that as a warning. <laughs> yeah. Patriotism can be used the wrong way. It can be wielded by idiots. Well, fine. Yeah, you have that right, but I don't understand. Uh, play the song. Look it up. America, fuck yeah. America, fuck yeah. Is it called? Yeah. Team America. You could try that. <laughs> try it. I'm telling you, it. This is well known. Because it's such a ridiculous song. Yep, there it is. There it is. It's got a music video. It's a movie with puppets. America, America. And the music video is them. America, In the name of America. Oh, I like they that They blow shit. up mad American landmarks in that movie. Or not American, mad global landmarks and historical places. It's just like the fucking Trump, like, we'll blow up your cultural sites. So I just think it was prophetic wow. while they were mocking us. All right. I mean, I guess that goes into... I don't think at this time they ever thought Donald Trump was going to be president. No, they. but they <laughs> nailed it. They yeah. nailed the stupidity that was going to get yeah. that idiot elected. Fuck, man. DJ Khaled, now they're going to get him too? Well, I don't. I didn't. I wasn't expecting to put that stupid ass fuck shit song <laughs> in the Library of Congress. That movie's amazing. That movie is great. It's hilarious. I guess we got so it. You have to appreciate satire. I did Mel Brooks. I'm doing satire all day. 
I mean, no, I get it. It just America. Fuck yeah. Just want to kill myself now. But you know, it is what it is. Hey, no, hey, you can't take crabs out the ocean. You're going to put the <laughs> crabs in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen. That's uh, a wrap, I guess. This is the fans' perspective. I'm your host, Charlie Tricks. You can catch me at. Charlie T R I X on all your social media platforms. Ooh, yeah. And I'm here with my man John. Yo, you can catch me, J H A N underscore B O O M. That's John wow. underscore boom. Put my motherfucking name on Google and you'll find me. Yo. And my brother. Let me say, uh, you can find me at J the number four and R E M I. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Woo. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to take this out as aggressive as that stupid American son. You know. Oh. Uh. And we out of here. Enjoy. School Lover, Scrap Lover. JC. Born True. Beef Boy. Hawk. The wrath of Cain. Taking over your circumference. Destroying negativity of suckers that come with the weak, the whack, the worst, the poor. I thrash bad trash man. I did more. Blow up the scenery. I reign supremacy. You need a savior to save your saloon on me. I pray on rappers like a haunted ghost. I'm out like a wanted roach. I slay my prey and they decay. I blow away and throw away some doorway. Cause I don't play. Attacking like a psychopath. Breaking rappers in half. So feel the